Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. It, you know what? The weather is unbelievable here in New York City. It's sunny. It's, uh, it's unseasonably warm. I mean, I'll take that any day of the week, given what we're going to be facing this winter and the cost of heat. Uh, and as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, there is so much that happened this week in America. It is the week before the midterm elections, and uh, there is a lot that happened. But I don't think there's anything uh, as important uh, in terms of getting a sense for what's going on politically than a speech that Joe Biden made at Union Station in Washington, D.C. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Union Station. It is, it was beautiful. It, you know, you could see uh, the Capitol. You could look all around from Union Station. You'd take the train from New York. I did it many times. Uh, and it's beautiful. It had stores, all kinds of stores and restaurants and Starbucks. And, you know, it was, it's just fabulous. It was a moving place. Uh, you know, it was moving and shaking, you know, everybody was going somewhere and it was just exciting to be at union station. Well, after the pandemic, it's basically, uh, boarded up. There are homeless people. There are people shuffling around. Stores have been shuttered. Starbucks even left. But Joe Biden decides that he's going to give a rallying speech before the midterm election, and he's going to set everybody straight on what needs to be done this Tuesday, two days from today. And I want you to take a listen to the gist of what he said. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election, and they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. Okay, okay, yeah, Mr. Unity, wasn't that the guy that was supposed to be the unifier, the adult in the room? First of all, who came up with MAGA Republicans? I mean, it, we're, we're going to talk to Kellyanne Conway later in the show, and, and uh, we're going to ask her that question. This election is about crime. It's about the price of, of living. It's about inflation, the economy. It's about the money you put into the economy that blew inflation out of the water. It's about interest rates that now are going to make it impossible for people to buy homes. It goes on and on. And as a result, the Democrats, it appears, are going to be losing as many as 30, if not more, seats. And now the Senate is really in play that they're saying in New Hampshire, Maggie Hassan, the senator, uh, looks like she's going down, that uh, uh, General Bolduck is going to beat her in Georgia. Because Brian Kemp is so strong in Stacey Abrams. Oh, yeah. Voter suppression is why she lost uh, uh, four years ago. 
give me a break. She lost because she wasn't elected, okay? But now, because Brian Kemp, the person who beat Stacey Abrams last time, is going to help Herschel Walker, and Herschel Walker is going to beat uh, uh, the Democrat. And then in Pennsylvania, they did with Fetterman what they did with Joe Biden. They hid Joe Biden in a Trojan horse saying, oh, no, COVID, COVID, COVID. He can't come out of the basement. And when he did, you know, he would he would kiss his wife through his mask and his wife had the mask just like Kamala and her husband would kiss through the mask. I mean, it was all theater, folks. And the truth is, we didn't know what they stood for. And the same with Fetterman. They tried to hide him. Early voting started September 19th, and we didn't see how bad Fetterman was until October 25th. But it wasn't just how bad Fetterman was. We saw how great Oz was. This man knew the issues. He didn't He didn't make fun of Fetterman. He didn't do anything inappropriate. He simply answered the questions. He's on top of his game. And the Democrats, they can keep talking about hate and, and election denying and all that stuff. But the truth is they are going to lose. And abortion, they banged those drums in front of the, the homes of the Supreme Court justices. There was an attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice. You didn't hear anybody talk about that, okay? And they just, they didn't arrest anyone when they had the right to do so under federal law. For six weeks, the attorney general didn't make an arrest. You know why? They wanted to gin up the issue. And you know what? Abortion is important to some people. But you know what? It's not as important as things like the inflation, economy, crime, drugs, immigration, the broken border. Come on. Stop with the nonsense. Stop with making believe what we should be worried about. We are worried about what we see and not what you tell us. And Joe Biden is one of the most unpopular presidents in history. And his speech this week was like the one at Independence Hall when he talked about the battle for the soul of America and how the MAGA Republicans were bad, and he demonized them. And it, remember it? Do you remember with the red dark lights and the military standing behind him as though, you know, if you don't listen to me, I'm coming in with the military? It's all theater, folks, and it's not selling. It's just not selling. And you're going to be hearing today from Kellyanne Conway. She's going to explain what's going on. And we've also got a candidate who looks like he's going to take out the head of the DCCC, Sean Patrick Maloney, a Republican who's going to take out the top Democrat, uh, one of the top Democrats in in Congress. Bill Clinton's coming in for uh, uh, this guy, Sean Patrick Maloney. Joe Biden came in. And I don't think it's going to matter because Americans are tired of cashless bail. They're tired of the fact that that their crime is out of control, especially in New York. It looks like Lee Zeldin may take out the accidental governor, Kathy Hochul, who is feckless, clueless and an idiot. Okay, I said it, an idiot. You know why? She turned around and said to Lee Zeldin, I think it was last week. She said, I don't know why you're so worried about crime. 
The woman is the accidental governor of New York after the sex guy Cuomo dropped out or, or, or had to get out. And crime is the number one issue, folks, in New York. The number one issue. The number one issue. People are afraid. They're afraid to go on the train, the subway. They're afraid of getting pushed in front of a car. They're afraid, by the way, you will hear that carjackings are up 150% in New York. Homicides are up. I don't have to tell you this. You live in the real world. The Democrats do not. And in the end, this election will be a referendum. Joe Biden says it's not a referendum on him. It's really about those MAGA Republicans, the ones who refuse to accept the results of an election. What nonsense. Suburban women have woken up to the failed Democratic policies, and white women are flocking to the Republicans. And they don't want to admit it, but parents are fed up with the transing of our kids. They're fed up with the dark forces that Biden talks about who are thirsting for power. They're fed up with with the fact that Michael Beschloss This historian, presidential historian, says if Republicans win, your children may be killed. What? And, you know, you've got people like Lori Lightfoot, the mayor in Chicago. She's she's another one who's tone deaf. She's dancing on TikTok when people are getting shot in Chicago left and right. So, folks, I'm excited for this Tuesday, but don't assume anything. You've got to get out and vote. Your life does depend upon it. Because in the end, you don't want to be a victim. You don't want to be a victim of crime. We're going to hear from, as I said, Kellyanne Conway later in the show. Can't wait to hear what she's got to say. And candidate Mike Lawler for Congress, who looks like he's going to take out, for the first time, the head of the DCCC, Sean Patrick Maloney. And later in the show, I'm going to gavel out with my closing arguments. It's all coming up in just a few moments here. It's all coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is the Republican candidate for New York's 17th Congressional District. Now, this candidate I thought would be very important to hear from two days before the election because he is running against the head of the DCCC. That means the Democrat uh, National Campaign Committee or something like that. He'll correct me. Uh, He is running against Sean Patrick Maloney. And uh, if you watch my show, The Five on Fox, I remember doing a segment on uh, Patrick and Mal- Sean Patrick Maloney. He was in Paris. I think he was on a balcony with his buddy, Adam uh, <laughs> Schiffless. Uh, and they were raising money in Europe. And I said to myself, why are these people in Europe raising money? Why isn't he back in his district in New York? Well, it's so, it seems now that things aren't looking so well for the Democrat, Sean Patrick Maloney. And that's why we have called in the Republican candidate for the 17th Congressional District, Mike Lawler. Now, Mike Lawler was elected to the New York State Assembly, 
and his district comprises southern portion of Rockland and Westchester County. Uh, he was a town supervisor, and uh, he's done a lot of work. Uh, and he brings his experience and knowledge from the private sector and government affairs uh, and his hard work in, earned him the distinction of even being the valedictorian of his uh, graduating class uh, in college. So uh, Sean Patrick Maloney is facing a very tough campaign, uh, and he was the guy who tasked with keeping the Dems in control of the House. So uh, if Sean Patrick Maloney is at risk of losing his grasp on New York's 17th Congressional District, a district that Joe Biden won just two years ago, then this is no small development, and it portends even bigger things for the election in two days. So let me welcome uh, Republican State Assemblyman Mike Lawler running for Congress. Mike, uh, thanks so much for joining us. You've got two days. I'm sure you've got a lot of things to do. But why do you think uh, things are looking up for you with a guy who's got all this money and is such a big position in the Democrat National Party? Well, thanks for having me, Judge Janine. It's uh We are two days away from making history, defeating uh, the chair of the DCCC for the first time in 42 years. And it comes down to two very simple issues, uh, inflation and crime. And for the first time in our nation's history, Democrats control everything in Washington, Albany and New York City all at once. And they have created an absolute mess, a 41 year record high on inflation surging crime. Uh, Crime in New York City is up 36 percent since cashless bail took effect. And Sean Maloney said that cashless bail was his top priority. Um, And, you know, since it's been enacted, 40 percent of those released on non-monetary bail for felony offenses have been rearrested. You know, the Democrats in New York uh, have nobody to blame but themselves for the mess that they're in. And you look at redistricting and the impact that that had on on New York. In January of this year, Sean Maloney sent a memo to state Democrats demanding that they gerrymander New York's congressional maps and knock Republicans down to three seats. Well, they did it. And ultimately, they got thrown out in court. The map was ruled unconstitutional and gerrymandered. uh, And a court-appointed special master drew a fair map. And so Maloney... Uh, who represents the 18th district currently, kind of moved into the 17th district and pushed Mondaire Jones out as the the first openly gay black man out of Congress. You want to talk about white privilege. Well, Um, that that infuriated Democrats. You think that there are Democrats who were supporting you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's a number of issues. You know, a lot of people were very upset about what he did to Mondaire Jones. A lot of people are very upset, obviously, of what's going on in our country and one party rule and the disaster that that has created on a whole host of issues. Um, and a lot of Democrats, I'll tell you, as I'm out there campaigning, they're very upset with what the Democrats did with respect to the covid mandates, the vaccine mandate, firing people from their jobs. Um, there, there is a lot of anger out there right now at, at the policies that have been enacted. And Sean Maloney has supported it 100 percent. He's voted with Biden and Pelosi 100 uh, percent of the time. Wow. He supports uh, he, he pushed for the gerrymandering. He supported cashless bail and still supports it. Um, and he's been a disaster. And I think voters are looking for balance. They're looking for common sense. 
Um, and they, they want change. And that's what I represent. And that's why with just two days to go, you know, we're, we're surging in the polls. My latest poll has me up six points. That's fantastic. Uh, the, the outside groups have come in. Kevin McCarthy uh, and the leadership down in, in Washington has been fully supportive. Um, and, and they see this as the biggest pickup of the night. And I believe on Tuesday we're going to be the face of the red wave and not only defeat the chair of the DCCC, but end Nancy Pelosi's reign as speaker once and for all. Well, the the Democrat aligned groups that, uh, you know, that that Sean Patrick Maloney, who is the head of the Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee, have all kinds of, of focus focuses that are not consistent with what New Yorkers or Americans want. And I think that as we go forward, they're going to see that um, that 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 they are misaligned with what Americans need and what New Yorkers need in your case specifically. But they're they're basically saying to people, you know what? You don't believe what you see. Just believe what we tell you. And Americans can't afford it anymore. And as we go forward to the winter, especially in the Northeast, the price of heat, the price of gas, the price of food. We have a president who's clueless. I mean, the man is an embarrassment. We have a vice president who's basically an insurance policy against an impeachment against Joe Biden because this woman is just, she's just a, a, a walking, laughing hyena. And in the end, if we if we win and, you know, if we win the Senate along with the House, and, and I believe Hopefully that you're going to win your race, Mike Lawler. But if we win, the question is whether or not we can make the changes that we need while Biden is still in the Oval Office. People are struggling right now, and you have seniors making a a difficult choice between, you know, going to the grocery store and getting food or sitting in their home in the dark and with the heat off because they can't afford it. And this this is real. As I go around knocking on doors, talking to voters, they are struggling, and uh, we need to get serious about it. We need to increase domestic production of energy. Uh, we should not be relying on foreign governments for our, our gas and oil. Uh, we need to uh, cut spending dramatically, uh, over $4 trillion in new spending uh, under the Biden administration. Uh, we need to get real. And, you know, Joe Biden uh, is going to be left with a choice, which is to, to oppose uh, our plan uh, or work with to try and move this country in the right direction. Uh, I don't know what he's going to uh, decide to do, but we have a, a plan and an agenda that has been laid out uh, that will get inflation under control, make our communities less safe, protect parents' rights when it comes to their child's education secure our southern border, stop the inflow of, of drugs coming into our communities, killing 300 Americans a day. That's we right. We need to get serious to tackle these problems. I'm committed to doing that, and I hope to have everybody's support on Tuesday because we cannot continue down this path. It just doesn't work. Assemblyman Mike Lawler running against uh, Sean Patrick Maloney uh, on New York's 17th Congressional District. Uh, Mike, I want to thank you for being with us. You've got just a couple more days. And uh, when you win, uh, and I don't want to be too confident because nobody wins unless people get out to vote, you will have taken down for the first time the head of the Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee. 
uh, which is no small, uh, no small uh, task. I give you a lot of credit. And in your final days, what will you be doing? We will continue to do what we've been doing every day since I announced at the end of May. We will be barnstorming the district, talking directly to the voters and asking for their support and encouraging them to get out and vote uh, Tuesday, November 8th. Polls are open from 6 to 9 p.m. This election, everyone needs to get out. We need a new governor in New York. We need to elect Lee Zeldin. We need to take back seats in Congress, and we need to take back seats in the state legislature. It's just too important to sit home in this election. Everybody needs to get out and vote. All right, Mike, get out there and (laughs) shake some more hands. Take care. Thanks for being with us. All right, and never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a former counselor to President Donald Trump. She is a woman that you are very familiar with, Uh, not just familiar, but most of us are in awe of what she did. Uh, Let's let's welcome Kellyanne Conway to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. All right, Kellyanne, we've got two days. It's Sunday, uh, two days until the election. There are predictions. It has been a crazy three or four months. It's been a back and forth. Uh, what is what is your overall prediction for the election on Tuesday? Judge Janine, always a pleasure to be with you. It's going to be a very strong night for Republicans. We have early voting already underway in earnest. We have had record turnout in these Republican primaries, which was not always a guarantee. There was a great deal of concern among those of us who followed this that perhaps following the 2020 election, Many Republican and conservative voters would feel disaffected and disillusioned and harumph and stay home, say, I'm not going to participate in this system. But the opposite happened. President Trump has stayed very involved in the cycle. He endorsed candidates, gave them money. There were many, many candidates in the Republican fields in the primaries. The voters were able to poke the fruit, suss it out, make their selections. And those candidates ended up being much better candidates for a general election, Janine, than many of these Democratic nominees, like a Mandela Barnes in Wisconsin, a John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. The Democrats nominated some of the most left-wing candidates who were running. So I think that's why you see many of these races, including in our own polling, in a statistical dead heat with the Democrats way under 50 percent. So going into Tuesday, two short days from now, we're going to have a big Republican night. The other reason is very simple. You have a very, very unpopular president and vice president sitting in the White House, Judge Janine, who don't seem to be listening to the will of the voters. People simply will not support you if you insult and ignore them. And I am completely I'm completely confounded as to how this White House is not listening to the will of the people. Rising costs, rising crime, a little bit of education still, a little bit of abortion, sure. But fundamentally, it's inflation in the economy. It's rising crime. The issue set is so clear. It's physical, financial security, border security, national security, everyday life being unaffordable. It's the fairness issue. People don't want men and women's sports. They don't want plumbers and carpenters paying for lawyers and doctors, Mm -hmm. student loans. 
They don't want taxes and they don't want people flooding the border, uh, coming over the border and fentanyl flooding our communities. The issue set has never been more straightforward and uncomplicated in the decades you and I have been doing this, Judge Denise. And yet you have the White House trying to make it about January 6th, Trump, 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 abortion and climate change. So the Republicans had message discipline, recruited great candidates, record number of candidates of color, female candidates, veterans, not just realignment among the electorate, Judge Jeanine, more women, more suburban women, more Hispanics say they're voting Republican, but actually at the candidate level as well. Okay, so let's let's kind of uh, drill down on that. You know, the interesting thing about Betterman, that race, is that there was early voting starting, I believe, on September 19th. The debate was not until October 25th, Kellyanne Conway. And the issue, of course, is was that debate so late that so many voted in advance that it might not matter? And, you know, should the laws be changed that there can't be early voting unless there's a debate? It's almost like a con. It's like Joe Biden hiding in the basement like like a Trojan horse so that he doesn't have to answer questions for an election. You're absolutely right. And we saw it in the 2020 presidential race, Judge Jeanine, in that. The that third debate became the second debate. The president had had COVID and there was no right. second debate. But between the first debate and the second debate, tens of millions of people voted. And they did that based on the limited information from one debate in Pennsylvania. We're seeing it again this year in that Fetterman would have just dodged the debates the way Katie Hobbs is trying to do against Carrie Lake in Arizona and some of these other underperforming and underwhelming Democrats. But I'll say this. I think overall even though there were people voting early for the Democrats. I'll say overall that debate helped Mehmet Oz and really hurt John Fetterman, in part because of what we all saw, which is a man who is struggling um, to, you know, struggling to answer questions, should not be running for office. Frankly, I wish him a full recovery. I hope he lives another 50 years. But if he hasn't recovered, we have a right to know. On the flip side, I think Mehmet Oz did very well in that debate. He did. He had a grasp of the issues. He offered solutions. And if you look at his public daily schedule, he's doing the work. Candidates need to do the work, and he's doing that. But debates are important. You know, Janine, for all the people running around saying, democracy, democracy, democracy on the ballot, first to democracy, I can't think of a better way for democracy to flourish, for voters to literally have a choice and a voice, than to have an opportunity to watch one-on-one debates between the Republican and Democratic candidates so they can hear for themselves what the vision piece is, what the position on the issues are. And that's why so many Democrats are dodging and just running all these ridiculous ads. They've run over $100 million worth of ads on abortion. And that, of course, is important to many voters. But boy, even CNN, James Carville, Bernie Sanders has, have all admitted, Janine, it has yep. faded in terms of its intensity and its salience to the overall issues that people are struggling. Do you know the fastest growing group of new homeless in our country, according to a Washington Post story, are single moms who have a job. Let that sink in. They have a job. They're doing the best they can, and the job's not enough for them to be able to make the rent payment. That should not be in this country. And the Republicans really do have a plan through Kevin McCarthy's commitment to America and through a lot of message discipline. They have a plan, an economy that is strong, a nation that is safe, and a government that's accountable, and a future that is free. Go and read it, everybody, 500 words. Not a bunch of sound bites and not a bunch of binders either. And the Democrats have no response to that. They're totally toned after to what the people want. Well, you know, Kellyanne, when you when you look at what the Democrats or listen to what they're saying, how can they possibly believe 
that they can win when all they're talking about is green energy, all they're talking about is abortion and threats to America. Okay, the speech that Joe Biden gave this past week at at Union Station, I mean, where they had to clear out the homeless and the vagrants. I mean, I don't know what that was about. One of the most beautiful stations in in Washington. It was all about January 6th, Paul Pelosi. And if you don't vote for Democrat, democracy will be over. How can they be so tone deaf? They've got to know that this hashtag blame Putin is, isn't, isn't working. And they're not stupid people. Do they just assume we're stupid? I think it's the biggest bubble I've ever seen. I mean, I worked in a White House where we were accused of never delivering the bad news, being obsequious. That's just not true. And you right. know, true yep. leadership includes someone who surrounds himself or herself, Janine, with people who are willing to give you the good, the bad, the ugly, for the good of your success as president, as leader, but also for the good of the country. It's not It's not clear to me that Joe Biden has anyone like that. If you watch the back-to-back press secretaries you've had lying from the podium, prevaricating on the daily, doesn't seem like they're in a position to, to correct the record. Uh, but this is also a man, Joe Biden, about to be 80 years old, and he is every minute of 80. I don't think anyone's going to wake up on Joe Biden's 80th birthday, Janine, and say, 80? Well, I, I can't guess. believe it. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that. He's every minute of 80, my friend. And so that coupled with the fact that he intends to run for another term, you would think at the very least at some point this summer, it's not last summer with Afghanistan, this summer they would have said, folks, we hear you. We totally underestimated how difficult it was going to be for a nation and a globe to recover after a once-in-a-century pandemic, after social unrest, after too much debt. Name it, just say it. But we hear you and we see you. The only person really out there doing is a little bit Tim Ryan in Ohio, though he's a fraud, but a lot of Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton this week, Janine, said, hey, I know there is too much inflation. There is too much crime. I don't know how that played at home, mm-hmm. let alone with the rest of the Democratic Party, because Hillary's out there saying the Republicans are fabricating this yeah. crime surge. Janine, it's very simple to me. This election is about the difference between what Democrats say and what you see. And voters are going to vote according to what they see, not what a bunch of politicians say. But to your point, I've never seen people not try to force at least, this is my big line, at least Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, who got their shellackings in their first midterms as president, at least they were dying on a hill on which they believed. They were right. pushing government around health care. Uh, Bill Clinton was pushing for uh, Social Security taxes. So at least, you know, with Obamacare, we were all against it. Of course, the country didn't want it. Obama suffered a shellacking. But give him his credit in terms of he was wrong. It was a wrong policy, but he was committed enough on it to to go ahead and, and lose those seats. There's nothing like that here. There's no big – if you talk about any of the big spending, $4.2 trillion in debt added above the baseline yeah. through, um, since Joe Biden became president. We've never seen this in U.S. history, and yet you hear him out there, Janine, saying inflation reduction is a once-in-a-generation realignment of policy. You have to be patient. These investments will pay off for you and your family. He's not doing that. He goes to Bethesda, Maryland and Union Station. Yeah. And he goes to Amtrak. These yep. are not swing states. And he yep. talks about Donald Trump and January 6th. Let me tell you something. People don't wake up every morning and see January 6th, 2021 on their calendar. They think they're thinking January 6th, 2023. 
How right. the heck am I going to pay the next three months rent? How am I going to pay the Christmas gift bill? That's How about the heat? How about the heat? Let's talk about right. there's what there's another issue that I find so stunning. They they keep calling. I think a, a Hillary Clinton came out this past week and she said something about you know the that the Republicans are going to they're going to deny they're not going to they're going to steal the next election. That's what she said. And then they criticized Republicans were election deniers. And yet Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, basically said that Brian Kemp stole the election from Stacey Abrams. Hillary Clinton said that Donald Trump was an illegitimate president. Um, and, you know, it just goes on and on. And yet they accuse Republicans of doing that. And the truth is that if there's anything that's illegitimate, it was the Russia collusion delusion. It was the basis for the FISA warrant. It was the dossier. And there are no consequences. And I don't want to look backwards because people are worried about today. But you would think that at some point that they would say, you know what, this isn't, you know, I can't face this anymore. I can't allege this anymore. It's like, they do they believe what they're saying? I think they must believe it. And you know what the evidence for that is, Janine? They were very upfront with this ultra MAGA, mega MAGA stuff. They said mm-hmm. it was revealed that it came through focus groups. Sadly, there was a Republican pollster involved in that too, I happen to know. But it, 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 it came through focus groups for them. That they saw Mega Maga. My God, you got to fire those people. I mean, Absolutely. Those people well, Kellyanne, I mean, you, you're the you're the queen. You're the leader of the of the pollsters. I wondered about that. That Mega Maga, Maga, all that nonsense. It's so silly. It's, it's so silly. First of all, why are you even testing phrases instead of enacting policies? Mm-hmm. This country is fearful and frustrated. Janine, the first thing I ever ask in focus groups throughout my thirty some year career is, "What keeps you up at night?" Now, occasionally somebody will say acid reflux or algida, but they really do talk about <laughs> their pocketbook issues, their personal liberties. They really, they, they know. And let me tell you something. There is an essential wisdom in the beautiful people of this wonderful country. Yes. They have thought these issues through. If we put them in charge for a day or a week, they would get things done the way, the way people, the way these politicians never do. I don't know what data. I'm a data person. I'm a focus group. I don't know what focus group questions they're asking, what data they can possibly be examining that has led them to ignore inflation, ignore crime, ignore, ignore the overall economic situation, spend trillions of dollars in money we don't have on things we didn't ask for and don't need. Right. And just to literally say, and guess what? The polls are really transitioning. You see in the Wall Street Journal poll just this week, a 26 point swing from August to October among mm-hmm. suburban women who are 20% of the electorate. It's right. basically rising costs and rising crime, a little bit of education. The New York Times poll last week said a 34-point swing among self-identified independent women from the generic ballot Democrat to Republican. Janine, they had all summer to do this. They overplayed their hand on abortion. Mm-hmm. They're ignoring crime. They're ignoring fentanyl. When you have a president of the United States give a speech and never mentions crime, fentanyl, inflation. You're literally just tone deaf. And here's the other thing I don't understand. I know Joe Biden is unpopular and mostly unwelcome on the campaign trail. And of course, these Democrats like Tim Ryan in Ohio voted 100 percent of the time with Joe Biden. So he should be made to eat and own all the Biden policies, failings and failings. But here's what I don't get. If you went and passed all this trillion dollars worth of spending, and if you were a Democrat Senate candidate or a Democratic member of Congress voted for that junk, why aren't you proud of it? They're not even running ads on it. 
Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire in the fight of her life politically says, Joe Biden has nothing to do with my race. Well, listen, lady, you just voted for all of his crazy stuff. That's right. going to mortgage our futures, uh, you know, bankrupt our futures. So I, I don't understand, but I got to tell you, let them keep doing it. And it, okay. they want to, you know, look, last thing, they cannot tell Joe Biden, step aside and let your vice president be the first female president. They simply can't do that. So they're kind of stuck with this crew. Very well, hard yeah. to dislodge a sitting president. Very hard to dislodge a sitting president. There could be a primary that bloodies him up, certainly. But we, they may be stuck with this guy for a while. Well, well, of course. And uh, if, if, if talk about an insurance policy so you never get impeached. I mean, uh, <laughs> you, you know, Kamala Harris is that Kellyanne Conway. And, and I'm running out of time here, but there's one one more thing. Kathy Hochul, New York, a blue, blue state. She is the accidental governor. Uh, and she doesn't understand why Lee Zeldin, the Republican candidate who I'm hoping will win, is so concerned about crime. Is the woman stupid or clueless? Well, she's definitely clueless. I think feckless more than reckless. Uh, Here's what I think of her. She is another one just telling voters, don't believe what you see, believe what I say. So in New York, it's an occupational hazard now to wait for the subway. Uh, It is. To be in the park with your children. I mean, it's terrible. And they keep downplaying it because they keep relying on statistics. Janine, you know this because this is your background. You're the expert. Crime is reality, but crime is also perception. And if people feel less safe, and indeed they do, you can't just peddle a bunch of statistics showing, oh, the murder rates are down in X borough. Or Look, people know what they see. It's folks being stabbed and robbed and punched in broad daylight in the middle of the street in the middle of the day. It's folks being pushed onto subway tracks. It's It's people watching the looting and the, and, the, and the robberies, and they also know this. They know the three most poisonous words said by a political party in recent memory were defund the police. Mm-hmm. I don't care if these people regret saying it. I don't care if Joe Biden says, no, I'm not for that. Let me make very clear. You know what? You're going to eat it. You're going to eat it for a long time. Kellyanne Conway, I can't thank you enough. I'm hoping to talk to you soon after Tuesday, and we'll see what what happens. But you know what? You're my favorite pollster because you know what you're talking about. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Judge Janine. Take care now. You too. It's the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. The gang that called ordinary Americans conspiracy theorists, the gang that brought us the Russia collusion delusion, that brought us the fake dossier, the subsequent spying on Americans and a presidential candidate, want to deny victims their victimhood. They want to deny that criminals are criminals. They want to deny Americans the pain that you're in. They have no solution to crime, inflation, the problem with the economy, prices, and your ability to change all this will happen on Tuesday if you haven't voted already. The truth is that the Dems are not owning up to the liberal policies that have unleashed the disaster that we are facing, whether it's the economy with this so-called Inflation Reduction Act, the 4 or $5 trillion that they put into the economy, 
the fact that they have supported this cashless bail, defunded the police, they own that stuff, folks. If you are a victim of crime, if you know someone who's a victim of crime, the ripple effect is not just with that family or that person that goes through the community. They unleashed the crime wave. They unleashed the trauma that America is facing right now. There's total chaos across this country because of the Democrat policies. In New York, Governor Hochul doesn't understand. She is incapable of understanding that her cashless bail is the reason that a man who beat a woman mercilessly, mercilessly, on videotape, threatening to kill her, comes out of uh, uh, jail, doesn't even go to jail. You know, release him immediately. He comes back and kills her. And she says, well, the system's to blame. Folks, the system's not to blame. She is the system. The people in charge of the system are to blame. We know what we've got to do. We've got to elect people who are in line with our concerns. There is a misalignment right now with what we want and what the Democrat Party sees as important. Is abortion the number one issue? Is climate the number one issue? Is green energy the number one issue? Do you even care about that when you buy your groceries, when you buy, when you buy the uh, uh, self-supplies for your kids for school? You know, are you tired of the lies? Are you tired of when you hear, I don't care if you live in Michigan, when Gretchen Whitmer says that she only had the kids out for a few months, Tudor Dixon should be beating that woman. We've got Republicans across the country who are winning. You know why? The Democrats have failed you. They've lied to you. And if there's anything that you need to do to protect yourself, protect your wallet, protect your family, protect your children, it is to get out there and vote. This is important. We are not in a good place in America. We are not in a good place in the world. Joe Biden is the laughing stock of the world. We've got people on the left like Fetterman. They hit him like they hit Joe Biden. And they come out with theories and lines that have nothing to do with what we're facing. And now, everyone, it's your turn. Come out and vote. Come out and vote for the people that you believe will do what you believe in. Don't listen to them. See who they voted with if there's someone who's already in office, like Sean Patrick Maloney. He voted with with the Biden 100% of the time. And the same with Mark Kelly in Arizona. It's like 98, 99% of the time. And they say, oh, no, we're independent. No, they're not. Look at their records. It's all up to you now. I'll talk to you next Sunday. And uh, I'm out of time, unfortunately, but I can't wait to be able to uh, go over what happens this week. So make sure you join us right back here next week. Same time, same place for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Have a great day, everyone. Don't forget to vote.